I got the wonderful Ainsley over here, and um, Ainsley, why don't you introduce yourself to the, the to the people? Listening? Hi, my name is Ainsley, and I met Cheyenne in class. What a great introduction! <laughs> <laughs> and um, Ainsley also works for a jewelry store, and she creates content for the jewelry store, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a passionate uh, creator. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Why don't you tell us a bit about the... What's the store called, first it's of all? It's called a Twist Earring. So go check it out. It's in Toronto. So if you're a Toronto listener, you guys should come support a local business. And yeah, I just do like the social media stuff of it. And twist Earring. Mm-hmm. Twist Earring. And like they, they sell like all types of jewelry, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. We have hair hair clips, we have earrings, we have accessories like necklaces, rings, and yeah. If you like jewelry, you should definitely check Twist Earring out. So you basically, you're just working there like as a part-time job and then they kind of reached out to you to start making content. Yeah, so I'm like kind of like the... um, a sales associate as well as I work a different position for the company as a social media manager. So yeah, I kind of have two positions in that job, which is kind of sick. Nice. And you've mm-hmm. been doing that for like two or three weeks now, or how, how long have you been actually making the content for the, the job? I would say the, it's a, it's been a month now. Yeah. yeah. And you told me that, uh, the revenue and like the sales have gone up just off of Making those TikToks and Instagram. Yeah, right? which is sick because um, for the longest time, the business has kind of been tanking. But ever since uh, we our business started creating content for it uh, via TikTok, it's kind of been gaining more like local awareness, which is great for the business. So, so yeah. what type of like, what do you, because like anyone can like, you know, film and like show off earrings and stuff but what do you do differently that you think that like gets people to come and like want the uh to buy the products or do you think the product speaks for itself um i feel like a selling factor in the company is really like the aesthetics of it when you walk in it's like super like it's got a very modern neutral aesthetic which is cool and i feel like People come in for the kind of chic vibe that we can offer our customers. So I feel like it's the shopping experience that really speaks to the customers. Also, we do sell like pretty nice products too, like trendy items. Mm-hmm. So that that is a selling factor. But f- from my point of view, I feel like just the aesthetic of the overall interior of the place we offer the shopping experience is like really what differentiates us between like a typical like Ardeans, right? Mm -hmm. So do you think that's kind of like what you cover a lot in the videos like that Mm -hmm. you make is like just the looks of the place and like the aesthetic? Yeah, like if you look at the TikTok, a lot of it's just like check out this hidden gem in Toronto and then boom, 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 just flashes of the store. But it's you guys so, making it. It's yeah. not like, okay. Yeah, it's nice. Us. No worries, no worries. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. That's that's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
Because usually you get like another company doing that, but it's cool that you guys are like this hidden gem, but it's like about yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, what does that look like? Do you guys, have you guys gotten like a lot of people in the comments like, oh my God, I want to come here or like, like a lot of views on a particular video? Like what's like kind of like the numbers? I think our biggest video was 30K views on um, a TikTok. And that in terms of comments, yeah, we have people like tagging each other, like, oh my gosh, this weekend, let's go here. Like we have like people tagging each other, but not too much. I think like mm-hmm. the video that hit 30K has like maybe 18 comments on there. Nice. I don't know. And that's just, all natural. They're not like putting any money. Oh no. Yeah. It's all natural. I mean, I guess the money is on me to yeah. like take the budget and like, um, you know, hard work and making the content for them. But yeah. Okay. Nice. Pretty cool. That is cool. Do you enjoy making these videos? Is that kind of something yeah. that you see yourself doing long term? I feel like it, well, having this job, it definitely fluctuated since the time I took up this position. Because mm-hmm. like if a video doesn't pop off, it's like, oh shit. And then I kind of, it's kind of tricky because sometimes you kind of, tie in your self-worth with a video which yeah is like, yeah yeah it's so toxic yeah and i just like yeah it's been tricky because when a video doesn't perform i kind of think it's on me mm-hmm. but when a video does do well you know dopamine goes up and then it's like i have a huge crash after yeah. if i don't like sustain that level of success in a video so i've been trying hard to like kind of develop a good relationship with that um i feel you on that point though because like i made like a video for tmu mm -hmm. and like i've made other videos that have like hit like 250k or whatever and like Mm. you expect congrats thank you um but for ryerson specifically i think it was like 170 tmu i mean it was 170 something k and i was like you know i was like you know it was was a big deal and everyone was like talking about it like at the office and stuff but then i kind of expected more of those numbers to keep popping up, but it didn't really get to that. No. Um, so it, it does kind of like affect you. You're like, well, what's wrong? Is it me or is it the video or is it like something I did last time? You know, like there's no like formula, I guess like it's, it's mm-hmm. tough to, um, figure out the formula to get those, those, uh, those numbers, you know? Yeah. There's no specific formula to be honest. It's really just as we had this conversation before, every piece of content is kind of like a lottery ticket. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like you win, you lose, you win, you lose. And it's just you can't predict it, really. Yeah. I mean, there are some like f- like things you can implement to like help your video, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people say text, putting text, putting some audio is a good way to grab people's attention. But at the end of the day, you don't really know. Like, we're not Google, we're not Instagram, we're not TikTok. Like, we the don't know. Or whatever. Yeah, we don't know how they're making the algorithms. And for all I know, I feel like it's just completely at random. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I would produce a piece of content for the company. And um, the next video, I'm like, okay, I need to make it again. So I do the exact same formula I uh, applied to the first video second video doesn't do too well 2k video like 2k views which isn't which is good like if you think locally but if you think like through the tiktok landscape it's not that great but it's like there's no predicting factor like formula yeah yeah. right 
There are predicting factors, but there's no formula to this. And it also sucks because I feel like a lot of people in our generation, we're kind of like, we get sucked into numbers. Mm -hmm. And especially through biological standpoint this is what we learned from dr andrew huberman (laughs) but like you know dopamine goes up when we see great success Mm -hmm. so in your case it would be the 179k views on a video yeah so dopamine goes way up and then you produce another form of content it doesn't and then huge dopamine crash so it's not sustainable how like our generation is looking at numbers is not sustainable at Mm. all because if we keep crashing and crashing we're just creating this kind of like depressing like culture you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad to see but we're in it yeah all we think about is like our uh like how many views we could get that's kind of like but that's kind of the thing now it's like everything is based on like how many followers how many likes how many views uh you have like tied to your um your self-worth self-worth your image yeah yeah or if you have the blue check mark which i kind of find interesting now with elon musk taking over twitter he uh he made it like eight dollars a month and anyone could get a blue check mark which is kind of like Good for Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Terrible for like society. I don't know. I just feel like <sighs> I feel like the creative economy, especially for creators, it should be free. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like just nowadays it's there's so many ways that companies are kind of sucking us in to put money and invest in their companies through the platforms, which is not I don't think that's a good way to keep this creative economy um, stable and what fair. Do you mean? Like, I feel like what like a new update Instagram did over the years was you can be an everyday account, like a regular account, but sponsor your post, right? So pay for p- viewers on Instagram. Mm. I don't think that's fair. I think it should just be an equal playing field because, like, it's social media and social media is innately supposed to be free right but what do you mean like in terms of uh in terms of like evens playing field because wouldn't you uh because let's say a company they have the money to promote their posts right Mm -hmm. organically but you don't like if you put money then it kind of evens it out a little bit if you have the resources let's say to do it wouldn't you say like that does and uh, and like another thing I'd like to add is like the a social media company is like it's not I, I wouldn't entirely say it's meant to be free because like you know they're using your data mm-hmm. and they're using advertisers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean I get that like affiliates and like influencing culture. I get that, mm-hmm. but I also think it's like the way that social media has kind of become. It's like. It's it's kind of put aspiring <clears throat> creators on a disadvantage because mm-hmm. we can't outcompete these big companies. But those big companies, I find, don't do as well as like creators. A, a like, creator is like a persona. Yeah, yeah, like Logan Paul. Like he's not a great example, obviously. But like, how do you feel about that? He just joined the whatever um, entertainment why? WW. WWE? How do you feel about that? How do I feel about Logan Paul and the <laughs> WWE? <laughs> well, I used to like the WWE when I was younger. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. He fits, I guess. You know, he, they're both bombastic, like, and it's fake. Everyone knows it's fake. Did I, you see that? He literally like jumped into the splits and landed on someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's really athletic. You know. Yeah. It's look. I don't. I don't dislike the guys. Him and Jake Paul. I think they're onto something with like the whole. But um, Jake Paul isn't he kind of good? Well, listen. If you consider like beating up old MMA fighters uh, as, like, good, then... I mean, like, yeah. But in terms of, like, fighting an, a guy who's ac- an actual professional boxer his age, uh, we haven't seen that, so we don't know. And a lot of people think his fights are rigged. I don't know, I don't particularly know if his fights are rigged. I don't think so, because they look, you know... But it, it could all... It's, the thing is about MMA fighters is they don't get paid very well. And, like, their mm. whole career... They make more money fighting Jake Paul on the day of the fight than their whole career. So, obviously, like, if, listen, like, if it's your legacy that's going to be at stake, who cares? I'm getting the biggest payday of my life, you know? I don't care about my legacy. I just want to feed my family and pay the expenses. So, I don't know. I don't see, like, it, it does look bad for MMA fighters, um, but at least they're getting paid, you know? Mm-hmm. At least that's happening. And he's kind of given them a platform and he looks good at the end of the stick, but at the end of the day, like they're getting paid. So it is kind of something good that he's doing. Yeah. You know? True. And they have a choice. They're not like forced to. Have you ever been into that whole like Team 10? Like, team 10? Like Maverick. <laughs> Were you, did you ever have a phase, be honest? No. No? No. No? No, but I, I, liked, I liked Jake Paul as a meme. Like, it's every day, bro. Oh, it's like Disney Channel flow. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. I, when <clears throat> Team 10 and all of that, they were popping off. Um, I remember I was in Montreal that year. Mm. And like I would just watch their vlogs before school. <laughs> Jake, uh, Logan Jake Paul? Paul and Jake Logan pa- Paul. Oh I was like a fan. Really? And like the whole like Alyssa Violet. Oh, I feel so old. <laughs> like I feel like this is like ancient news. No, uh, Well, that's the thing. It's like Logan Paul is like... Like, not Joe Rogan, but, like, he's almost, like, the generation, like, after Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? It's, like, and then now it's, like, these new, there's, like, these new content creators I see, and they're, like, terrible. It's, like, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but, like, these young kids. Oh, Charlie D'Amelio and. No, okay, but that's a part of it. It's just, like, that TikTok generation. The TikTok generation. The ones that just go on tiktok to promote like only fans or mm-hmm. like their uh or maybe we're just old patreon <laughs> we're not old we're still in u- <laughs> like university but anyways it's it's it the whole market is weird i'm surprised though yeah. that you like what do you do you like impulsive and like the podcast oh i used to love oh wait yeah um, honestly sometimes they do um bring in pretty interesting guests yeah um so i did listen to some of the impulsive podcast and i feel like i feel like they're good speakers too yeah um i feel like stream studio is the only program i use when i use my podcast and i gotta say it's 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 great it's great i love stream studio stream studio is one of the greatest podcast platforms ever created i think it might just be the best because you can have live chats with people from all across the world and not like zoom because zoom you know you could run into all these technical problems the audio doesn't work you know the, the video quality is bad stream allows you to have everything centralized in a way uh, specifically for podcasts, you know, because that's the biggest concern i hear about zoom is oh this chan this isn't working very well 
And I tell them, that's because you're not using Stream. Stream is really good. Stream Studio is the way to go. So go ahead today on Stream.studio and start your own podcast today and, uh, you know, and reap the benefits of such a great program. Stream isn't going to be, um, is, 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 you know, it might not be the price it is uh, right now forever. So take advantage of it. Go ahead. Go d- take it. Okay? So that's Stream Studio. Uh, they're good at Logan Paul can really articulate, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I The podcast is here and there. If the title is interesting, I'll listen to it. But yeah. in terms of podcasters, I feel like it's Dr. Andrew Huberman that I yeah. listen to He's the good. most. And what else? Um, Joe Rogan. It depends on what guests he brings on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. brings on a lot of comedians and MMA fighters, mm-hmm. so, which kind of like... I guess some people like aren't interested in that, but I mean, and he also has other guests. So, mm-hmm. but that's why it's like nice to listen to Lex or Andrew. Huberman oh yeah, Lex. I also listen to another one. It's really small though. It's called Pillow Talk. Okay. It's by um my favorite YouTuber and her boyfriend. Their show, they have they literally just have like everyday conversations and then debate like <clears throat> interesting topics like the dating culture and mm. like stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like a. Back and forth. I like chill conversations type yeah. podcasts, you know? Yeah, I feel you. It's nice to have, like, a balance between, like, you know, because, like, if you're going to listen to, um, and, like, not everyone is, like, a podcast consumer, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you and me and my girlfriend, like, we, we all like podcasts, but, like, most people, like, are still into, like, TikToks yeah. and, like, YouTube videos. I feel like people are underestimating podcasts, though, because yeah. podcasts, the competition is so low now. Like, it's the next thing, I feel like. It's not... It, it, a lot of people have podcasts. I so. know, but you think... You compare it with all the other platforms. Yeah. You guys are kind of like a monopoly, kind mm. of, when comparing you guys to YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like podcasts is the next big thing. And if you really become consistent with, mm-hmm. like, a podcast and, like, develop it, it's the future is prosperous you know i i hope i hope a lot of people have podcasts but the thing about people po- are getting into it now yeah the thing about podcasts is it allows you to kind of expand your mind and have conversations you know mm-hmm. and it's not just about like some quick little dopamine fix like we were talking about it's like it's, tiktok yeah it stretches beyond that mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah you'll have like two hour conversations mm-hmm. and, um, it's interesting yeah it opens your mind and it opens mind your mind for what, and I even like a, as a host too. Yeah, because you're you're challenging me on my questions or on, <laughs> on what I'm saying. Yeah, but not everyone does that though. No, not, some people. See, this is know? why I'm convinced he's the next Joe Rogan. Well, listen, if that if that's true, then I'm I would be very happy. I'm doing jujitsu. Yeah, <laughs> you see, following his path. All I need to do is lose my hair now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, bald Cheyenne. And, yeah, and be like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Or like, mm, mm. you know, his little, mm. <laughs> his mannerisms. Sonia, pull it up. Pull yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, Sonia. She's my young Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Um, but look, okay. The thing I really like about podcasts is that it, like ma- mainstream media, it, it's all, it's all based on who has money and who's paying the company to like say whatever that person who's paying the company 
wants to hear. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let's say like you're a billionaire and then you're paying like a, a, a let's just take any example like CNN or Fox, right? Mm-hmm. Those billionaires will pay Fox or CNN to say whatever agenda they want to hear and to make people, you know, listen to that and like kind of like be under a spell by what they want uh, society to kind of move forward to. You know what I mean? Like for for like the conservatives or like Republicans, it's the Coach brothers, Coke brothers, mm-hmm. and with uh, the liberals um, and Democrats, it's. Um, Uh, George Soros and like these different people. What podcasting has done is kind of like it opens. That was our assignment topic. (laughs) Yeah, actually, we're doing thesis. Yeah, our thesis. It's it it's uh it's like not controlled. You know what I mean? Unless the person is the wild west. It is the wild west, and nothing scripted. It's not like you go on Jimmy Fallon, and then like Jimmy Fallon asks you a couple questions, and then but you already had access to the questions. Yeah, exactly. For sure. But yeah. some people like ask me for the questions beforehand. Oh, I did. You did, but I didn't <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> I mean, wait, do you have a list of questions? Uh, like, you know, I, 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 I like make a little, little things there. <laughs> Close to tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't look at my history, mom. <laughs> God. Uh, no, but I'm fine with giving it, but I'm also like going to add some stuff like, you know, you got to keep it like conversational. Like this wasn't a part of the, the, the questions, you know, mm-hmm. this is just like free flow yeah that's what i like about like the creative economy on social media i feel like people can just speak their minds and Mm -hmm. be real Mm -hmm. and i feel like a pivotal moment was what like for social media i think it was like 2014 Mm. um when the whole like picture perfect of youtube kind of um, dissolved into more realness, like just like vlogs and like, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about mental health. I feel like that was a pivotal year for social media. 2014? 14, 15, like. Really? I think it's that, yeah. Because before that, it was like, at least what I'm exposed to, because I would watch like beauty content. Okay. I don't know, like, weren't we talking about before, like, no, this was a conversation with my brother, never mind. Um, but no, like do you, I do I remind you like your brother? No. <laughs> um, but I like the the beauty community, especially. Mm. Like you think of I don't know if you know Bethany Moda. I have no you idea. no idea. But uh, it's no. like it's like I don't know, all their vlogs were like, so I will wake up at seven AM and they have like a whole face of makeup on when they're like getting that shot of them waking up right okay so it's like so picture perfect and then 2014 2015 was when kind of that model of youtube um dissolved and Mm -hmm. turned more into rawness and like authenticity Mm -hmm. which i like but then now i feel like it's like you almost have a pressure of being raw and authentic and people are doing people are Are portraying them yeah people are staging it Mm -hmm. to that point right Mm -hmm. because people are like oh that's the way in so i'm gonna pretend i have this condition and then like leverage themselves off that which is so messed up and then that whole epidemic with like people coming out as like like a a lot of girls would say that they're bisexual Mm mm-hmm and it's like it's just they're doing it for fashion or trend trend yeah well that's kind of what's going on with like 
I don't want to get too controversial here because like I, I, yeah, I work yeah. for like the yeah. school and stuff, but that's kind of I think what's going on with like these shows like Euphoria and stuff. They kind of like glamorize like doing drugs or like changing your gender, which you're allowed to do and do, you know whatever. Yeah, live your life. Live your I life. Support it. But um, it's kind of like sometimes you have to think is like is it like a phase or are they just trying to do it for like the clout and like the social prestige that comes with it mm-hmm. that comes with saying, Oh, I identify as this or I like, this is what I feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sure. it, it, it's like, is it like, is that what like raw or authentic is? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like is just going with what is popular at the time right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially after euphoria came out, like a lot of people started, um, came out as bi yeah that or like oh tiktok has become kind of like mm-hmm. a hub for people to open up open up but yeah. to the point where it's is this real or is this for clout well that's the thing if you're making money just basically talking about like what you've gone through and your victimhood or whatever or like you know like then you're going to have to keep making content about that. Mm -hmm. And because you say, holy shit, I've gotten 200,000 views or whatever, you know, like I got to keep making more of these. And then it just like, I don't know how it like continues. I don't know. Like you said, if it's sustainable, I feel that. Yeah. You know, like, and it's not just people playing the victim. It's like, like is it sustainable? Yeah. Because even like if you have a car dealership, you know what I mean? And like, sorry, go ahead. No. Yeah. Continue. Oh, that's it that's okay. it like it, it yeah. can go for anything for sure know? i mean i'm not like a content creator or anything but i feel like if anyone want to like get started in this kind of realm the you content, content creator. Creator. i You're mean lying. okay well like <laughs> i do make here and there but um i feel like if you were to start yeah definitely start raw and authentic mm-hmm. because if you like you know um don't play a facade be yourself Mm -hmm. so that in the future you don't end up getting kind of cornered in this little bubble of Mm -hmm. giving where giving where so you're not cornered in a little bubble of like specific types of content Mm -hmm. you know like you said before um if you popped off doing this whole like video about being depressed yeah or whatever you don't want to make that all your content that way 100 percent. like a, 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 an example of someone who doesn't do that mm-hmm. is like andrew tate because like people thought that he was just talking about like women and like talking shit about women and stuff but he like talks about like a million different things you know what i mean i just don't really like support andrew tate because of the controversial stuff that he's mentioned about women i don't know i just oh i i get that like people love him but then like also like as a girl i'm just like "Ah, yeah maybe not but i get that like he he's trying to make weak men stronger well he's he's just kind of like what i meant particularly is he talks about like a bunch of different things you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he's not just like talking about one thing in specific um and I'm not trying I to like, like go into that conversation about Andrew Tate or anything because I, I know like, you know, how most people feel about it and like I'm not 
like trying to promote them or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like when you have more than one kind of like area to talk about, I feel like that's the kind of way that you could like keep going. You know what I mean? So I, th- I think a better example is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is a better example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should definitely start authentic so that you don't feel like you're being cornered into yeah. specific types of content because you might get into an identity identity crisis later so you don't know yeah. was it so you who was telling me about identity crisis or who was no. it but i think our program did warn us about that oh yeah they're like yeah this is creative industry so um you're gonna feel very lost in this program just as a a disclaimer. I remember them like that was like the first thing they said. That's a good sales point. On eh? the first, uh, like the first you wanna, day of you want to feel lost in your life in your program. Join this program. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we got you. <laughs> yeah, we got you. It's because like pay uh, us seven thousand dollars a semester. We're gonna make you feel lost. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna go through this crisis later, but you know, stick with us. Yeah, we can offer you stuff <laughs> i don't know but i like our program i yeah, do no it was and it's not seven thousand dollars a semester it's like three thousand or something right uh, or i don't know it depends on how many courses you're taking and it depends if you have a scholarship yeah because scholarships can get you up to like a 2k discount oh right mm-hmm. right um so get the marks up cheyenne <laughs> the marks are up okay <laughs> bitch you haven't seen my marks <laughs> Oh man. Uh, but uh, no, I, like that's w- w- what we're trying to like get into. Kind of there is just like, um, you know, having different things to kind of make about. content about. And it's hard if you're like if you're because what a lot of people do is like they have a business and then they'll like make content about their business. Like a real estate agent will like be like, "This is how I made three sales," and then that that'll get popularized in that niche. You know. So that, yeah, that's another like conflicting thing. I feel like a lot of advice that's out, that's out there is like niche, 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 niche down, niche down. That's (laughs) how you get people. But I want to ask you about your, sorry, continue your point. Yeah. So, cause your, your, your friend, uh, you said makes content and she's making like $10,000 a post, right? On TikTok. I don't think I'm supposed to disclose that. No. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, we're using Stream Studio. Stream is a great podcast platform. I've been using it probably for two years now, ever since the podcast started. And I got to say, it's really changed the way I approach the podcasting game. Um, you know, it centralizes everything. There's a bunch of cool features like a, uh, a, a little uh, transition button. You know, you can put your own logos. You can do all these different things that, you know, just bring your podcast and make it step up uh, just another level. We are using it right now. How, how do you feel about stream studio? Great. It's awesome, right? Mm. I mean, any, anyone who comes in here, they say, Cheyenne, I think I'm going to start a podcast and use stream studio. So that's what I recommend you do. Go ahead, go today on stream.studio and start your podcast today. You don't have to <laughs> say your name, but you can just kind of like talk about like, um, hmm. <laughs> who is this friend? <laughs> Oh, you're, you like to operate in secrecy, eh? <laughs> I mean, like, there are some things I tell you as just a buddy, you know, and some things that are meant to not be disclosed to the public. Okay. Because, again, I'm talking to the future Joe Rogan, so I have to kind of... You have to tone it down. Tone it you have down to tone it down. With the secrets. Understandable. Know? But um, <laughs> let's just, like, you know, we don't have to say her name, 
but this per or his or his they they them okay um would you, do you find that uh this person's strategy kind of reflects that or is it like constantly changing and it's like what do you think makes that person in particular's content like marketable and like why people want to approach them to like kind of promote their stuff like what what do you think it is that brought them to those heights is it just 100 percent. it's um a lot of hard work and i guess like she already had her life figured out before i mean no she didn't but because we're all human but like she knew her interests mm-hmm. she knew where like how she can help benefit the world right and she knew yeah. her own struggles and she knew what other people struggle with her whole content is like about like what she makes content on is about like mental health well-being and stuff like that which is a good niche to okay penetrate. just mental health well-being well-being and like um getting active eating clean like all of that stuff so like kind of like a, f- a lifestyle lifestyle fitness like okay. that that okay. kind of niche which is great because we need more of that i feel like especially coming out of the pandemic a lot of people fell off mm-hmm. from their routine and she kind of like started this trend on tiktok from like getting your life together and like getting exercise eating clean and i love her message it's a great message do you follow that do you like kind of like take her uh does she ever coach you or anything on anything like i that? mean we're friends like we talk um and in terms of like coaching no because like we kind of i've known her for a long time or like give you advice on like oh yeah yeah that stuff yeah she gives me advice but her sister is my best friend okay yeah so i guess like our connection is through her sister and yeah her sister is pursuing content creating as well which is amazing she's Mm -hmm. doing kind of more like beauty skincare stuff and that niche is popping too and it's something that she's actually passionate about so it's great i'm happy for her that's that's awesome so say like you know you like you graduated now you know and like you know she took that path she's in la and all that stuff or maybe uh, michigan if we don't want to disclose anything (laughs) nebraska (laughs) we all know nebraska is the center yeah yeah Mm -hmm, that's where they all go going to ohio (laughs) (laughs) what's this thing with ohio by the way i gotta kind of ask somebody because like I don't know if I'm the only one seeing comments about Ohio all over the place, like saying, oh, this is a... I think it's just an L city. <laughs> Shitty city. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Oh, you, can, you know, the Paul brothers are actually up from Ohio. Really? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't address the meme. No wonder why. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, where yeah. do I see myself? Is yeah, do you question? see yourself making content and stuff? In like, LA? No. Not in LA, <laughs> but like in I, general. Content? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the future, baby. Um, I just feel like we have to, I have to, I have to do a lot of self-discovery first Mm -hmm. before I start really, um, going at it because again, I don't know what niche. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I like kind of a bit of everything. So I kind of want to like get that sorted before. Well, you definitely, you told me 
and I'm not going to say anything because we're, we're very Illuminati here, okay? <laughs> Secret society. Yeah. But uh, you told me, like, you, you've had some good successes in the past. like with Yeah. Like you said, uh, your childhood. like Yeah, you, when, in my childhood, I did have a little YouTube channel. And I did pretty good for, uh, like, a thir- 14, 15-year-old. Yeah. And, like, my parents knew about it. Everyone knew about it. And... It did generate, like, a good amount of views, mm-hmm. um, monetized. Like, it was a good It was a good time. And that time was also a fun time for YouTube because just it was the beginning of it, kind of. Well, the so. beginning of it was, like, 2006, no? Okay, yeah. But in terms of, like, like influencer culture, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, when we were 13, 14, I feel like that was when... The whole, yeah. like, Bethany Moda, for me at least, came out. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I, I There's, like, different... I guess, like, it's it all depends on, like, what part of the internet you grew up with, mm-hmm. you know? Because I, like... But also, you know me. I come from Yeehaw territory, so I had no access <laughs> to Wi-Fi. That's true. For, like, most of my life. Do you, like see yourself living in the yeehaw territory again in the or? future no. yeah no. Uh, i mean when my family like visit them here it's a and big there. difference though like you over there you're like living in like this uh like almost like this like slave mansion oh no, <laughs> you know? no. Like, i mean okay it's huge it's, and like yeah, yeah it's property and stuff it's nice it's great and quiet i like it but honestly i'd rather the city life yeah i like how in the shoebox yeah, <laughs> I like how active um, the city is, and mm. I feel like I can just go from point A to point B whenever I want, and I just don't like the cost of living, because, like, yeah. literally, it's uh, groceries are so expensive down here, but I like it. I like it more, a lot more than my place. There wasn't even Ubers, like, when I lived there. Oh, my God. Like, there's no Ubers. But you lived in Montreal, too, right? Oh, yeah, for a year. A year. St. Thomas. And what what year? <laughs> Not a, was that with the West Island? Where is yeah, that? Yeah, West Island. Okay. Um, did you ever go to the city? Like, at, like, well, I, like, once or twice. Jesus. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. You never went to, like, the city of Montreal, like, St. Catherine or, like, St. Yeah. Laurent? Yeah, but, like, once or twice. And you lived there for a year. Why, yeah. did, why did you guys live there for a year? For my brother's hockey. Oh, right, right. You told me. Um, being there and being here, can you compare or not really? Because you just haven't been there enough. Um, honestly, I went there in August and yeah. to visit my boyfriend. And it was like, it kind of completely changed my perspective on Montreal. Like, I ended up loving it at yeah. the end and like i f- i can picture a future there like i can picture settling there one day perhaps yeah. after graduation mm. and i love how cheap the rent is there yeah 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 and you seem like a montreal person really yeah you mm. do your palais francais hey, c'est pas mal c'est Merci. pas mal non tu dois juste devoir euh, pratiquer un petit peu euh, peut-être euh, prendre un québécois accent <laughs> oh Je pense que les accents sont un peu difficiles difficile pour moi, alors <laughs> je ne peux pas faire ça. Mais um, les personnes qui ne parlent pas français pensent que mon français est comme top tier, uh, tu sais. Alors c'est, c'est quand même un flex. Comme ci, comme ça. C'est comme ci, comme ça. 
Ton accent est vraiment euh, <rire> anglophone. <rire> vraiment euh, anglophone. Oui, Justin Trudeau, vraiment, tu dois comme reconstruire notre programme. Um, the problem is you gotta lose the vra vraiment. You gotta, you gotta get the and not the vraiment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's good. It's good. It's better than most people, honestly. Thank you. You, you are in the, you know, higher higher echelon of the people in Ontario. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, but uh, you said he's from Montreal. He's and he's in Nova Scotia, right? Yeah, right now he's in Nova Scotia. He's studying Nova Scotia. Scotia. Yeah. Does he like it better there? What? Sorry. What was he studying? He goes to NASCAD, so an arts arts university. Okay. And he's studying expanded media. Um, and by the end of it, he's going to receive his Bachelor of Fine Arts. Which What is, is expanded media? Oh, it's a bit of everything. Like, just it's like think creative of, industries? No, it's not really business, but think of like 3D printing, oh, okay. video editing, cool. photography, typography, like everything. Mm. I, yeah. Why Nova Scotia? Because it's cheaper than Toronto. Okay. He It was either OCAD or NASCAD. So okay. he picked um, NASCAD. NASCAD which sounds I, cool. It sounds I don't, like I don't blame him because it's like rent here is yeah. like for a one bedroom, it's like the standard is $2,000 nowadays, which mm. is insane. Well, you could have lived together too, no? Like that would have yeah. split the rent cost? Yeah. It's just a big step, I guess. Yeah, it's a big step. Yeah. <laughs> Does he like it better in Montreal or Nova Scotia? Um, Montreal. He loves Montreal, mm. which is fair. He wants to live there, right? Yeah. He wanted yeah. to meet you so badly because he's like, Montrealers just have this connection. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's true. We do. But I find it's like we have a connection when we're outside of Montreal. True. <laughs> when we're in Montreal. You don't have a connection. <laughs> <laughs> at least the men, I find when you're walking on the street like in Montreal and like you're just a normal guy you'll have like a death like staring contest with like just Random other people. guys no but it's like it's I don't know if it's a girl thing but it's like all the guys just stare at each other like they want to kill you and like it's almost like I don't know it's very like predatory but I don't Montreal know. is just a place of just gorgeous people Like, I was there in August. Good-looking people. And good, well-dressed. People here dress bad, okay? Yeah, day glass. Day glass. Basic <laughs> or just, like, not good, you know? Yeah. There, yeah. it's like, they got fashion. Yeah, like, Cheyenne complimented me on my fashion. Like, that's how bad, like, Toronto standards <laughs> of fashion is. But it's good, though. And, like, literally, I came into his place, like, my, my um... Leggings. My, my uh, sweatpants were, like, yeah. rolled up, and I was like, hey. And he's like, what's wrong with your leg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that But, the new trend? Yeah, new trend. Wearing compression pants under sweatpants. But, no, yeah. Um, Montreal, so gorgeous. I was there in August, and I was like, are these, like, am I in L.A. right now? Because I feel like all the girls are just so pretty. Mm. Like, everyone's just so pretty there. Guys, too. Everyone. People dress really well. And mm -hmm. I feel like... Fashion, when too. When you dress well, like, you just look better. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it brings up points in the look department, you know? For sure. Because you could be, like, not great looking, but dress really well, and then you'll be good looking. Mm -hmm. Right? For sure. It's kind of like a rule. Mm -hmm. Like, little things like that, like... Guys complain all the time, like, oh, I can't, I can't get, like, better, I can't get girls, but, bro, just, like, shower, 
you know, have a skincare routine sometimes and yeah. dress well. It it can give you points. Yeah. Just like that. But guys, a lot of them they're like, mm, that's too hard. <laughs> so it's their fault. <laughs> well, yeah. I it's, and it's also lack of self-awareness or yeah. like, you know, the inability to read a room, I guess, you know. But which is great because like social media nowadays, uh-huh. um especially that whole like niche for like men's like red pill i don't know is it red pill but or whatever i don't know the the channels that penetrate towards guys that want to better themselves yeah Yeah, they're like the jordan petersons yeah yeah for sure sure like they're yeah but (laughs) (laughs) you can do it bloody hell (laughs) it's like clean your damn room it's not the woman's fault it's it might be your fault (laughs) and he starts crying randomly <laughs> and I see these men, they're they're suffering. And it's like tough man, you Did know. Did you see where like is it Olivia? Olivia uh, Olivia Wilde. We watched wa- the movie actually. Wants to Me make and my a girlfriend. Movie. No, yeah. we did. We oh, it's it. out? Yeah, it's called uh I'm actually happy you brought it up because I want to talk about it. Uh, I haven't seen it. But I just saw the interview of him like crying because <laughs> he's yeah. like, I didn't do anything to deserve this. <laughs> I'm just trying to help weak men, and he starts crying, and I'm like, oh no, I, I kind of feel bad. Yeah, you felt bad? I felt bad too. Okay, so what happened was, we watched the movie, me and my girlfriend, yeah. uh, when we were in Montreal, and um, like we, <clears throat> do you know what it's about? Mm-hmm. No, uh, I yeah, see you Jordan, checking your phone Jordan there, Peterson's life. It's not Jordan Peterson's life. It's 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 based the okay. Basically, it's like uh, this like cult in the middle of the desert. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, okay. they're like living in this perfectly. Oh, sorry. No worries. Are you angry? No. Okay. I just, <laughs> just was. <laughs> I know you're moving, <laughs> but um, no, they're like living in this desert, and like there's this guy who kind of like runs the show there, mm-hmm. like, and he's like the leader of the, the the people there, and they're all like 1950s. The the women stay home. They cook their uh, husband's meals. Mm-hmm. The husbands come back. And none of the women know what their husbands do because mm-hmm. it's like a secret society kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And like they're not allowed to ask or like, you know, see what's going on. And like the leader of the cult is like Jordan Peterson, right? And he's like this good looking guy. He's in that movie. You know that guy? He's, in, he's a good looking guy. He's in all those like action movies. I don't know if you know his name, but whatever. Anyways, and basically the whole thing is a simulation. Like, I'm spoiling it for you and the viewers. Like, it's not a great movie, but, I mean, my girlfriend, she thought it was okay. Um, it's like a simulation where, like, it, it looks like it's in the 1950s, but in reality, it's, like, like present day, and it's, like, men p- strapped their, wo- like, woman to, like, a bed and put, like, this VR headset on them, like, kind of like this, and, like, they think they're in that world. Wait, is this Don't Worry Darling? Yes, yes. Oh, what? I saw that. I didn't know that was based on Jordan yeah no it was Wait, what you watched it yeah i yeah. saw it like a day or two days ago okay great Wait, we can have a discussion what about the this. heck that guy was based on jordan peterson the oh, bad guy what yeah oh i thought i was like damn olivia wilde is like thriving because i thought there's another movie coming out no on no no, no did you like that movie by the way it was like good but like Nothing really happened. (laughs) It's okay. Here's the deal with this movie. Okay. And it's not even because like the political ideology in it. I just feel like the movie stretches way too long to hit like the climax. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could have like 
cut it down so much and gotten to the point now I've been like oh I see what she's doing here this isn't a like terrible movie this is like okay but I feel like they took so long you know to kind of get to that and Harry Styles you know he's he's an okay actor he's he's not great um and like I don't know I don't know just and coming into it seeing like I'm like that's not Jordan Peterson come on you know it's not it, I I don't see the correlation <laughs> because you know like it's like men are uh, forcing their wives to be in a world where they could just be like the traditional housewife um, persona, I guess. Yeah, right? but Jordan Peterson isn't even advocating for that. He, I know, right. His whole ideology is like men are lazy. Yeah. Like do better, guys. Yeah, no, like, that's step it. Step it up. Like you won't get girls. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but... You won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's not but women like, that's the problem, it's you. <laughs> but just like a bit of jargon in there, you know? Yeah. A lot to of make him like, sound like he's, you know, a professor. I mean, he is. He is a professor. He, he was UFC. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, they're totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And no. it just goes to show you Olivia Wilde didn't do research on Jordan Peterson. No, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? She just kind of like saw this guy who saw clips of him because what tiktok maybe yeah yeah, maybe because like when you see the movie the guy like he speaks like as if like he's like right like a god or something Mm -hmm. like a professor Mm -hmm. but it just looked like this character analysis of the jordan peterson was more like she saw jordan peterson either didn't understand what he was talking about or like you know assumed that he was like talking like shit about women or something yeah i i don't see like and the whole thing about stay here because it's so good here on this earth i don't know i don't think jordan peterson is trying to like he's not trying to create a cult or like he's not like i don't know that whole movie was just something so unrelated to what jordan peterson is teaching yeah in my like i don't that's why when he told me that it's about Jordan Peterson. I was shocked. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. she was coming out with another movie about him. No, that was it. And and basically, uh, I showed my girlfriend that interview after the movie, and she was like laughing because <laughs> he's crying, <laughs> and like she's seen. I, That's sad. No, it is. So it's sad, but it's funny too, just to see her reaction. She's mm. like, "Why is he being such a little bitch?" Aww. <laughs> Oh man. But no, it's it's because like I've shown her Jordan Peterson videos and he, he cries a lot in his other videos too, you know. I honestly he's so vulnerable. I like yeah. that. Like he's real. I feel like he like talks about his own he's very open with his own struggles, like how he was hospitalized mm-hmm. or like literally couldn't eat for like a year or something or just he's taking pills. Suffered with um sleep deprivation and the whole thing with his diet and stuff like that. I feel like he's raw and open and he likes to kind of um, talk, open up to his, you know, audience about his struggles because at the end of the day, he's human too. Yeah, right? his flaws. It's like a humanizing factor he kind of um, offers in his content as well. He's, 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 uh, yeah, he's pretty, he's an honest guy. He's an honest guy. I just feel like the delivery of his content could be a bit more toned down. I feel like that's why. Sense? That's why the you know. Do you want to just keep the mic a little closer? Yeah. You. That's why you either like him or hate him, mm-hmm. because I feel like when he speaks, it's like 
um, very cutthroat. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the truth and the only truth. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So I've had this discussion. I don't, was it with you or with other people? I don't know. I, I, we also talked, I I remember we also did have a discussion about conservatives and liberals, the way they kind of like do their messaging. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just like, uh, basically I think that conservatives don't. Like they just talk to you with like just logic or whatever they there's no like empathy involved, while liberals nice guy they they try to play the nice guy or like try to like you know speak with empathy but it doesn't generally always reflect on like their motives mm-hmm. or you know it's more manipulative I guess you could say I while conservatives are like dogs barking like <laughs> you know like it's at like, the end of the day it's just. <laughs> A competition for power. Yeah, that's it. That's and like that's it. the way that the liberals are doing it is nice guy formula, and then the conservatives are just doing it like this is here's the truth. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I mean, and you kind of like that's it's nice to see that you kind of see that. Mm-hmm. But what do you what do you take away from it? Um, honestly, I'm indifferent. It's not black or white. It's definitely not black like, and white. Like, um, I don't really know much about politics. So I'm like kind of just observing, seeing what happens. Because a great example of that is like you, we were talking about Jordan Peterson. Like he, uh, like, I, I don't know if it was like Lizzo or something or someone. There's just like this lady who is overweight and like the cover of Sports Illustrated. And it's like it, it, it's, it plays into like the whole body positivity movement, you know, like where it's like. You know, love your body. And but they would never have a man do that. Like, a, right? Is that what you're saying? No. It's like, uh, what what I'm saying is, um, this was like a, it was on Twitter or mm. something. It was like the, the, the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was an overweight lady who had a nice face. She, she was a good looking lady. But Jordan Peterson retweeted it and said, sorry, but uh, let me pull up the exact quote. Uh, hey, uh, Jamie, can we get the quote up? <laughs> yeah, I'm the Jamie and... Uh, okay, so basically, do you want to see the picture just so you can see it? So this is the girl, okay? Oh, she is attractive. She's attractive, but, you know, we could we, we don't have to lie. She's overweight. And then he says, sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. So... <laughs> Did he actually... Is that... That's real? He, yeah. Yeah, it is. And then he got a lot of hate for it. And I think maybe he got banned off Twitter. I don't know if that happened. But and then he said, so I told my staff to change my. So I told my staff to change my password to keep me from temptation. And I'm departing once again. If I have something to say, I'll write an article or make a video. But that's the thing. So like, you know, as as nice like as his messaging is to like men to get their shit together. And this is just normal for anyone whose life is like like always on display on social media or if you're like a public person, you're going to make mistakes. But, you know, like things like that are not, they're not a good look for the the conservatives or uh, Jordan um, Peterson, you know? Yeah, like I don't think he should have said that, <laughs> first of all. That's so messed up. Sorry, not beautiful and no amount of authority. But like... You shouldn't be saying if it's beautiful. It's like, isn't but I get beauty that. in the eyes of the beholder? Isn't it like a, a very... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's subjective. I, I get that, though. Like, with that example for the nice guy versus truth, period. Yeah. But, I mean... He's just I, being that again, ass, I beauty guess. is the eye in the beholder. It's subjective. I think she's beautiful. 
You don't think beauty is in the eye of the beholder? I think so. Oh, okay, yes. yes. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. look, her it's face subjective. Is, is nice. You know? Beauty yeah. subjective, completely. Yeah. And, and I feel like, like, I don't know. How would he feel if we pulled up a picture of his wife, Tammy, and we said, you know, sorry, not beautiful and no amount. And I'm like, look, I'm not tr- dogging on Jordan Peterson here, but uh, I'm just like allowed to say what I like, you know, to point out the, the flaws yeah. in a person, you know? Mm-hmm. But I like what Lex and... Andrew Huberman do, you know, because those guys are so... They keep it professional. Very professional. Like, they're so... They don't play... They don't fall into the games or anything. Like, of just, like, dumb political stuff. They have everything down to the T, like, with professionalism. Like, even, like... I told you this one time. I don't know if you remember. But apparently, under um, Huberman's, like, uh, shirt, he's covered in... In tats. Like, everywhere. Right? Legs, arms, everywhere. Um, and he, the the reason why he always chooses to keep, he, he chooses to keep his uniform, like, consistent and, like, not show tats mm-hmm. is because he wants to maintain that professionalism. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want people to uh, make assumptions based on something that's different from what he has to say or the content he's trying to convey that day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he chooses to keep it private, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like how Lex and Andrew Huberman does it. Yeah, no, 100%. When and just on social media, too. Like, social media, it's like, they're not, you know, they're either, like, they're, they're positive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 100%. This wasn't very positive, I no. guess you can say. No, that was completely destructive. Yeah, and it was, and it doesn't, it doesn't give a good... Like, if you're trying to defend Jordan Peterson, it doesn't, like, you know, it's hard to defend <laughs> that. Yeah, 100%. But no one's, no one's perfect, and everyone makes mistakes, and, you mm-hmm. know. Jordan has, Jordan Peterson has made a lot of public mistakes. I mm-hmm. will tell you that. But, again, like, we're human. I mean, he does have a big platform, so it's obviously his, his type of mistakes are more, um penalized yeah and scrutinized i guess because of his platform right yeah but so that's why he should definitely like think before he speaks and yeah, yeah like changes make sure think his before he tweets <laughs> yeah think before you tweet too yeah no i agree um but uh yeah no, so just on the subject of uh twitter and like this whole thing like what do you think right now of uh people who are le- i don't know if you have you ever used twitter mm. no it's not like something you're in in no. into no. okay yeah just because um yeah a lot of people are kind of like upset that elon musk bought twitter and he's tr- he's like reinstating today actually and this is big news is he reinstated donald trump's account on twitter and previous two days put back jordan peterson and andrew tate's account mm. And a lot of people are pissed, but I don't know. It's, it's again, driving into this idea that, like, even though you might not disagree or, like, you don't uh, like the person, you know, you should at least... He wants to completely dismantle the whole um, notion of censorship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. Yes. But, I don't know, I feel like... I feel like the internet was kind of safer without Andrew Tate. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, but that's just my opinion because. How do you feel threatened by Andrew Tate? Of like the degree, like uh, of his platform, because he just has so many like young followers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just afraid that like, you know, like if he's teaching young men to think this way about women, mm-hmm. like I just don't think it's a positive like future for us you know if he's teaching like these like 13 14 year olds to kind of think this way but also this is a conversation that is a bit controversial so it's okay i guess we shouldn't no it's fine with there's, there's I know, no like area oh for you no for you, for you no I, I i'm fine with having like discussions that are controversial um but you work for the school <laughs> yeah as long as i don't like say you know okay I, I, I do work for the school, but I, I my my particular thought on that. And you're in creative industries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. But that's the thing. I can't like self censor. You know, mm-hmm. I can't like self censor myself because then it's like not being truthful or mm-hmm. honest. You know what I mean? Do you do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because you're you're uh, you're not speaking your opinion just because you don't want to make people unhappy or so you're not being truthful by not you know but then again some people say like the less said is better you know yeah i believe i think that yeah is. i'm not I, I, look the whole thing with andrew tate and his uh audience there being 13 years old not wanting uh i think it's tricky you know it's very tricky because like don't get me wrong. I feel like he's helped a lot of guys kind of self-improve. But but then again, a lot of people now think a certain way about like, oh, like women are like, you know, this or that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. It's It's a tricky, like especially with politics, like you can never be this or that. Right. I kind think of I think if like he should have a voice and everyone should have a voice as long as they're not directly telling someone to hurt someone in real life. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing with Trump was like after um, like he didn't get elected president, whatever. He didn't really say to go storm the Capitol, but he also didn't not say you know what i mean he was like we support you we love you thank you for support you know what i mean which caused the whole thing on january 6th and also calling calling um covid19 the chinese virus it caused a lot of asian hate crime yeah but that see that i i kind of understand from his perspective the chinese because like everything before that was called the spanish flu or like there's a bunch of viruses that were named after the place that it came from because it came you know what i mean but this day and age... This day and age, I don't think something like that is it's, kind of acceptable. I don't know. Because it did, like... It did hurt a lot of, like, um, Asian Americans. And, like, yeah. even in Canada, like, people were getting abused and, like, I don't know. I just feel like some things are best left unsaid sometimes, you know? But I know I that your response to that though. <laughs> They're like, why? Do, why do you call it the Chinese virus? Because it came from China. China. That's what he said. So I look. I mean, look. The the whole. I I don't think it should be called the Chinese virus. I don't think it, like COVID nineteen is what it should be called. 
or uh, and then some other people were saying that it should be called the CCP virus, the uh, the Chinese Communist Party virus, because they kind of didn't handle it well in it. But it should be called what it is, which is like COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. But I understand why he said it. But I also understand why people are upset at the fact. You know what I mean? But How was your COVID nineteen era? My COVID nineteen era was pretty. How did you deal with that? Um, I don't know. I mean, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> You're like tapping your foot all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, I have PTSD. No, because, okay, here's the deal. COVID-19 happened, and I was in, like, political science. Oh, okay. And I was actually taking a course on China. It okay. was called Chinese Strategies. Okay. And I became really into China, like, just like... <laughs> real into china nah, china <laughs> the ccp mm. and like because it was all about chinese strategy and how what like you know and history of china so mm. i read a, a whole book on mao zedong who's the the founder of the chinese communist party mm-hmm. and i don't know i got really into that and um and then i realized like i don't know it, it, i was covid19 happened and I was, was like, there a lot of self discovery and like realizations and like, <laughs> were you here? No, I was in Montreal. Oh okay. Yeah, self discovery realizations. You did drop your program. I know that. I did. I did. I don't know if it had that effect on oh. me. Oh. Because I was, to be honest, I was on a, r- I was doing pretty well before COVID nineteen. I was like, really, I was uh, doing Muay Thai. Seven times a week. Oh, shit. Or like six times, five five to six times a week. Seven, not seven times. Um, honestly, I think it had a more of a negative impact. Mm. But I didn't like, you know, like uh, accept defeat or anything. Because I'm, I, I liked being outside and meeting people and like... When did you start your podcast? I started last year. Okay, so after COVID, right? Or no, after COVID's still COVID. happening, but like... When you moved here? Huh? You started it when you moved here. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Um, I don't know. What about you? COVID-19, it was... It was a good time for you? Um... It wasn't a great time. I, I really like, um, Zoom University. Mm. Like, I like... Yeah? <laughs> I honestly really like that. Um, but in terms of, like socialization yeah i guess that was not um great Mm -hmm. but honestly i feel like ever since covid like the whole academia sphere changed and remodeled itself like now like even though we're back in person i have online exams Mm -hmm. and i like that i Mm -hmm. like how it like shaped more towards online methods because this is how our world is kind of shifting now right Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like this is like a long time from now but why do i feel like in the future like we don't have to go to school for our degrees we can literally just like um like there's gonna be some robot just like some vr thing and then it like they implement just like all your information, <laughs> all the information in your brain, and you don't have to learn anymore. You can just like pick what information you want to learn, and then I don't know. That would be nice. 
That would be nice. I think school definitely needs to be, like, examined the way it is right now because I feel like we're still on a system that's kind of, like, old. And COVID kind of... Helped it. Advanced a bit. Advanced a little. Yeah. Yeah. I I find it kind of, like, ridiculous how people, not here in Canada, but in the United States are in debt to get, like, a degree in, you know, like, arts or something. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was... Yeah. I was literally talking about this with my boyfriend last night, and... Honestly, like, Canadian, like, studying school in Canada is, I think it's a great privilege because in the States especially, it's like people are in debt after they get into school. I mean, after they get out of school. Yeah. For, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Right? And also tuition is not as blessed as Canada. Mm-hmm. Like tuition here is like what five k compared to the states, it's like sixty k. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane or more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely the accessibility to education is not as great and not as grand as what we have in Canada. It's good here. So it's definitely a good privilege. But it's expensive for international students. Oh yeah, for it sure. It, yeah, like my my girlfriend's paying a lot more. Yeah, my um, friend that's an international student, she's paying, I think. Wait, what? She's paying like 12K. 12K a semester? Yeah. Or a year? A year, I think. No. No? No. I don't know. I think, or actually, But I don't it's know. something so different from 5K mm. a semester. I know, I know, okay. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I well, know wait, my girlfriend told me if semester. she wanted to go to university of Toronto, it would have been like 50 or 60K a year. I think for Ryerson, it was 12K per semester. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because I think she was telling me something about maybe that. Maybe she said like 15K. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but, but I agree with you. I more. actually, um, I was in San Diego recently, mm-hmm. like last a uh, couple months ago, and uh, my friend, <laughs> uh, my friend, um, you know, like he's he hasn't been with a girl in a while, <laughs> and his cousin, like you know, they're t- together, and they're like, okay, like let's go to a strip club. <laughs> That's uh, big in Montreal culture. Oh yeah, it is huge. Yeah, Montreal, like we we start early. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was at. Oh yeah, I, I brought it up last time, but I'm not gonna say it again because you know people <laughs> probably tired of hearing the same stories. But <laughs> anyways, this particular time we were in San Diego, mm-hmm. and uh, I told my girlfriend I was going or mm-hmm. or whatever, and. The, all my friends were like, what the fuck? Like, why would you tell her, bro? Like, just keep it private. I'm like, my girlfriend doesn't give a shit. Like, yeah. she doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> you know, she's happy I tell her. But anyways, fact of the matter is, we go there, and then, like, this girl comes up, uh, uh, this uh, girl comes, starts talking to one of my friends, and my friend is not, like, uh, <laughs> he's not in the, I don't know what his approach is, but, like, he's just talking to her about life, like, as if it's, like, a podcast or something. And like the stripper, yeah, the stripper. She's just like sitting down, having like a chill conversation with us. My, um, yeah, I know someone that went through the same thing. Strippers like doing that. No, they okay because it takes them out of the <laughs> like, hey, baby, you know, kind of vibe. Because a lot of being a stripper is like trying to like. You know. They try to be your friend, apparently. That, well, yeah, they try to like get money out of you and act like they care about you, and you know, it's like kind of like a hustler's uh, business, mm-hmm. you know, respect to grind. But this girl, I guess, you know, maybe she wasn't feeling it in that particular moment, and she's just like, okay, I'll talk to these guys. Maybe, maybe he'll want to dance. And like, mm-hmm. and she was, she ended up like, you know, we ended up talking, and she t- told us that she was, uh, she used to be a business student, 
but she dropped out and she's a stripper for the past year or so. And she was, and she didn't, she dropped out, but she's still paying off her debt. And she said she was probably going to pay it off in 14 years. And she's a stripper. She doesn't even have a business degree. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was like, what the fuck? You know? And the stripper lifespan is quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless she makes like a OnlyFans or like, I don't know, whatever mm -hmm. she does. But to me, that was like, that was, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine no. you don't even get the degree. Yeah, and then you're in student debt. Yeah, that's insane. At least you have the credits. You can always go back yeah, and pay more money. Does yeah. it work that way? Isn't there like a expiry date to continue? There is. I don't know, but I know like for Concordia when I left. Uh, oh, you went to Concordia? I did, yeah. That's prestigious. It, it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. People say Concordia is like the Ryerson of... Uh, Montreal. Well, like I heard, the business is really good there. Oh no, no, the, the, the John like Wilson. Honestly, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good school compared to like here. Like uh, the professors mm -hmm. were a lot more uh, top tier. I guess you can. Say. I hate how people like compare universities like that. Like, oh, you're like the Ryerson of um of Montreal. But to be honest, I feel like every school specializes in. A certain Something. program. I agree. Right? Here like it's media. Media. Um, engineering is also uh, very yeah. popular here and like known. And then our TRSS, the mm -hmm. student group for business is really famous here. It's the biggest club in all of North America, I think, for a student body. TRSS? Yeah. The Ted Rogers Student yeah, yeah, Association. Yeah. And... It's like for, John Molson business. For, <laughs> you know, for um, UFT, it's like the um, human uh, human studies. Wait. Humani humanities. Humanities, <laughs> humanities yeah. right? I think so. And like theology. I'm not I sure. Think. My cousin's business in the too. program. There. Rotman. Rotman, yeah. But I feel like every school kind of has their own like prestige, mm -hmm. right? In Western, you think of Ivy there little business what is ivy like their business body or whatever okay. i don't know but yeah york university if you say shulik mm -hmm. you're like wow what but is if shulik? you it's their business oh, okay school. if you say shulik yeah if you say shulik like people it, within the business fear what do like, you learn oh, in wow, shulik like, licking shoes <laughs> no <laughs> but it, it's like it's like you know it's a hard program and it's yeah. a good program too i feel like every university kind of has their shit to offer but mm -hmm. i feel like people really like undervalue that That's when true. they think of canada they only think of uft and mcgill mm -hmm. but if you're from like ontario you know that we have so many other schools and really good like elon musk went to queens yeah he did for, like a yeah, semester. yeah yeah and queens is famous he for, only went for one semester yeah really yeah okay. but queens is famous for what they're engineering or i'm not sure something I, I don't know but yeah i don't know um university yeah, UBC culture too. is very prejudiced i feel like they own they're only like oh my gosh 
McGill. Oh my gosh, UFT. I don't know. Everything else. Ew, what is TMU? What is Western? It's just kind of human nature, though, to compare things Mm -hmm. and like to say this is better than that. Yeah. But it's it's like like a Toyota Corolla is better than, uh, you know, a Mazda or something like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's like people like to compare things. Compare and contrast. Yeah. But it's like how, like, who gave you. The, the expertise to compare and contrast when you've never even stepped foot in these schools. I okay. When I say it's the T, like when I say TMU is the Concord, like Concordia is the TMU of Montreal. In my opinion, it's more so because they're both commuter schools downtown. Is McGill a resident school? No, but it definitely has more of a campus feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's in, it's also in downtown. I wish I went to McGill. Yeah? Well, there you go. You're prejudiced against Ryerson. <laughs> no, but I just love Montreal uh, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Concordia. I don't mind going to Honestly, Concordia. the university life is there. Is, it's it's good. I just hate clubbing, and I feel like the club scene's really big there, and the party oh, scene, yeah. bar oh, scene, yeah. oh, and yeah. I hate that. That's, like, uh, that's the biggest. Like, you'd be going, like, every weekend if, if, yeah. if you made friends in, like, the dorms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like that. Do you like clubbing? Mm, are you really, a party no. person i don't know i'm like you know i'm kind of like take it as it comes but I, I don't like to be forced into like a setting like I, what i don't like about clubs is like you feel like a sardine and you have to pay over like for overpriced drinks mm-hmm. but if it's a celebration for my friends like you know like birthday or anniversary or whatever it is you know um i'm happy because it's like we're celebrating something but mm-hmm. if it's just going like strictly to get girls or like whatever is how do you feel about club culture do you think it's like because i feel like people go just to feed their egos uh i don't know there's different people that go it's Mm -hmm. not all the same people but like for example uh like i might like i have friends that are like pretty big djs in in the montreal Mm -hmm. club scene and well, that's different because they're making money in there. They're making money, but th- they also cons- they're a part of it, mm-hmm. right? They consume True. it and stuff. But um, to them, it's like it's like they want to have a good time. Mm. They like just like you know, like it's, it's, it's yeah. like a boom, 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 like dropping the beat and I'm going crazy. But then there's other people who like to get the table, like to get the bottles, and you know, like the be like the cool guys who have all that. And then the girls come and they get the drinks for free. Mm. And then they're like, ah, fucking idiots. And then like walk away. Get You're it. ugly. Yeah. Club culture is so like, I've never been, but I just feel like from what I hear, it's just, why do you keep putting yourself into those environments if you hate it? <laughs> yeah. Like, people complain a lot about it, but they get, they go again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I just think it's like something that's like when you're young, you maybe do. And then you grow out of it. Have you been? Clubbing? Mm. Yeah. Oh. 100%. Like, a lot? Like, you know, I'm, I'm from Montreal. Oh, true. I, I wouldn't but say... But that's more bar scene, right? Montreal? No. No? Well, it's, it's both? It has Is everything. it bigger than Toronto club scene? I know. Toronto. I just heard the tr- clubs here are trash. Oh, okay. There, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, the quality, I guess, is better. Mm. Okay. It's It's way more like a... Here, it's like... You go to the club, Toronto man's. There, it's like you go. To There's the, cultured people. <laughs> like no, it's just a different vibe. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a different vibe. People are. I wouldn't even say like they're better. I would just say they're more like 
I feel like Montreal takes itself a little more seriously. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, well, Toronto is more like, like bum ass. <laughs> you what know are what I mean? Saying shorty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here, here it's yeah. a little more like. Uh, I mean, Montreal. It's like you know we, we spoke about how people dress better and mm. stuff. It's I feel people like care more. There's, there's more a little etiquette. more care. Yeah, it's classier. 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 Okay. But I, I'm not saying clubbing is a classy thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I did go clubbing uh, in Montreal. I wouldn't say a lot, but I've I've gone, you know, my fair share. What's your favorite thing to do in Montreal? Um, my favorite thing to do in Montreal, I I really like the the mountain. Well, the Mont Royal. Mm, yeah, that's nice. I like the summer in Montreal. <clears throat> Maybe going biking. Um, walking around uh, the city in the summer, like Mont Real, or you know, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I like, I I know Montreal so well. You know, the plateau though, the bike lanes are really uh, trash. No, you're like, gonna want to go to Saint Henry for that. You're gonna want to go near the canal. Yeah, the canal is. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like, I remember being there this summer, and the bike lanes were like squiggly. <laughs> well, Montreal's infrastructure is not great. It's like from the 1970s. Yeah. It's like it feels like a communist no, kind of like. Vibe. But like it's like art. They tried to make the bike lanes art. Like, did you see that? Like they, it's like squiggly paint, and oh, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, this is the track for bikes. <laughs> but you're you're gonna have to go like this, like down yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. plateau. I don't know. It's weird. I don't. Get well, that. okay. Do you our mayor? I haven't seen Saint Henry though. Okay, St. Henry's very nice. Yeah. St. Henry's Apparently very nice. it's good for the food, right? Food. It's also just like good scenery. It's in the summer, it's beautiful. Mm. It's very beautiful. It's like you go there, you feel like you're in a just like a nice... I always say Montreal is the nicest city in the world in the summer. You know what I mean? It's just such a great city, mm-hmm. aside from the roads and stuff. And um, the rain sometimes. And the rain and whatever. But um, there's not a lot of rain, actually, in, Mon- in the summer. When I went August, Vancouver's. I was there like, I think, eight days, mm-hmm. and then I think half the time it was rainy. Really? Yeah. I guess maybe it I had just bad on luck on yeah, that week. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to go back to the thing about the biking. So our mayor in Montreal, like Valerie Plant, Valerie Plant, is her name, and she basically like took out the e-scooters, right? Uh, <coughs> she did that, but like. Uh, I th- I think also what happened, uh, she her whole campaign was like her on a bike, and that was like the video was her biking, <laughs> and then she got elected, and then she took like a lot of parking spots and just made it into bike lanes, and people are like, well, well, like that that's not good because our streets are small enough already, and now you're making it more small with these bike lanes, and uh, but some people were like very happy about it because like you know less uh, pollution and more bike and stuff, but. It's it's in general it the, the problem is Montreal just was built like a s- city from the seventies you know what I mean it's not like Toronto it's not sophisticated like yeah. Toronto the cobblestones in old Montreal it's so bad for <laughs> like the people with like disabilities <laughs> oh yeah but that's that's like a historical yeah, landmark I guess you know? but yeah because yeah. I've noticed that like it's not accessible a lot of your infrastructures yeah there but it's because it's you know, a city built from the 70s. Or yeah, and, and, and Montreal, you know, just all the politics that kind of, like, are involved with the language laws, the French-speaking laws, 
like more people came to Toronto that are English speaking and English speaking are primarily the people who have more money because that's how business is done. It's not done in French, you know, mm-hmm. and once you have these laws that are very closed off to, uh, you know, English, it, then you're kind of like cutting off money. So there's going to be less money in your economy to invest within your infrastructure. You know, Do you invest in, in Montreal. No, in, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of 2020, the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yo, I pandemic can relate was, for that. Yeah, because yeah, that relate. 2020, the stock market was booming, right? And uh, it was a good time to buy. Good time to buy. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, once, uh, you know, we got uh, deeper in, Biden got in, you know, yeah. things kind of went down. So what, what do you invest in now? Just NFTs? Well, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> hell Crypto? no. Crypto? No. Well, crypto, I did a Why little bit. Why hell no NFTs? Because it's bullshit. Really? Yeah. Hmm. NFTs was such a fad, and I think people kind of understand a lot of it was like scams, you know? Mm. A lot of people bought these very expensive NFTs, and now it's like worth nothing, you know? Oh, yeah, they all went down. Yeah, it's because there's no, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing... Uh, like, what are you going to do with, what's the value in an F, in like a picture of an ape? You know, there's nothing. It just goes to show that people have this excessive amount of money and they're spending it. But now we're seeing the consequence of that with inflation. And, you know, because that's what happened. The pandemic, the governments were just printing money and people had all this money to spend on stocks, uh, bullshit, like fucking bored apes. And uh, inflation, that's how it works. It's like you print money. It's fine for everybody. But if you keep printing money, it's going to get worse. And then if you want to, you know, the prices are going to go higher. So right now with the government, even paying everybody $200, I think uh, recently they, they announced they're going to put $200 in people's bank. Guess what? Now your groceries are going to be more expensive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of like what it was. That's, and it's still going on until we have like a more fiscal uh, government that gets in power. But yeah, um anyways this is kind of like this is a very long episode <laughs> usually yeah, I, i'm looking at the time i don't know what that says i think it's an hour an hour 20 26 minutes usually i cut it off at like a an hour but i, okay. I guess it's like you know <laughs> it's a good sign though it, it means we can have a nice long conversations um just to wrap it up what would you give like because you meditate you do um uh you know mentally I guess <laughs> M- mentally work. <laughs> <laughs> they took you out of a mental asylum. <laughs> mentally work. Um, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. You do stuff for your mental health. Yeah. What do you recommend to people to kind of get better? I guess. Um, get outside and take a walk. I feel like walking people just underestimate walking. It's like, it's such, you know, it's an easy way to, just keep yourself healthy. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't take so much commitment. And yeah, I don't know. Just get outside. That's my tip. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think like even like get outside despite the cold too. Like mm-hmm. just bundle up. Wear compression pants under your leggings. I mean, under your sweatpants. Ha- it's yeah. not it's not too challenging, right? People look outside and people are like, oh, it's too cold. It's, you know. Don't be lazy. Just get outside and breathe the fresh air of Toronto. 
<laughs> oh, the worst type of air. But, you know, it's better than staying in and yeah, trapping no. yourself. I feel like you just, everyone just needs to walk a bit. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. that something you suffered with, staying in? kind of Staying in, yeah, for yeah. sure. And that happened over the pandemic. Yeah. But, yeah, now I developed a really good, healthy regimen with, like, just balancing myself and my routine with like being outside i try to take 10k steps a day Ten thousand, and how many is that in kilometers do you have like an apple watch or something to keep no. you accountable no no what what is that in kilometers Ten thousand steps uh i mean there's a tracker on your phone like you can uh, the health app yeah it just says how many steps so you just take a look at that step those steps it's it's uh it's the health app it comes on your iphone in kilometers, ten thousand steps, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, yeah, that's eight kilometers. That's good. Yeah, so you should aim for that. If you're not working out that day, just take you a go long to walk. Bellwoods or something. Yeah, nice. that's a good like. That is about. No, I think it's like. I think that's about fifteen k, yeah. walking there and back. Okay. Yeah, because I walk from. Um, ted rogers area okay too there but yeah get outside that's my tip all right you heard it here on the cheyenne show go outside and do stuff thank you so much for coming on i, I really enjoyed <laughs> the <you>. conversation <laughs> now it's time for score yes okay <laughs> let's get to it <laughs>